And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. Welcome, humble adventurers, to my realm of knowledge and mystery. Here, in my cursed library, are endless tomes and scrolls on the darkest and evilest foes in all the realms. Be they from Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, the many worlds of darkness, or any realm in between. Welcome to the Dastardly Decimal System. I am your caretaker of the corrupt, the librarian, Caster Kane. I have spent my life studying the darkness of various realms. While each of these worlds are vastly different, somehow they all have similarities, like echoes that ripple across space and time. Each world speaks of the apocalypse, the end of days. Yet dozens of realms, seemingly without connection, speak how the end is led by the horsemen of the apocalypse and their revenant servants. Regardless of which realm it is, these revenants are as terrifying as the one before it. For today's topic, I have brewed a pot of rosehip tea. It's a drink known to reduce arthritis and pain in the joints. Something, I think, that a revenant must suffer with as they rise from the grave. So grab a cup, take a seat, and let us talk about the revenant known as Jasper Stone. Horror and villainy exists in every realm. Faerun has the undead nation of Thay. Eberron has the brutal Lord of Blades. Exandria has the ruthless Lucian. And Barovia has the eternal Strahd. But of all the realms I've read about or visited, the one that scares me the most is a violent, savage realm with a name so terrifying send shivers down my spine. This horrific place is known as Earth. I'm like 90% sure I'm saying that correctly. There are many versions of this realm, some with magic and some without. Some even have cape do-gooders with superpowers that protect the innocent. Yet the version we choose to look at today shows what happens when those people lose all hope, when they get so desperate that the worst ideas seem like their only choice. It started with colonizers from the east invading the newly discovered lands in the west. The colonizers were brutal and murderous, sacrificing their moral codes in order to achieve success. Seeing their land being taken from them their kin being slaughtered in the wars, several natives enacted a plan. Shamans from dozens of tribes came together under the leadership of a man named Raven. Together they began a ritual that was meant to drive out the European invaders. 
it did not succeed. Instead, it opened a portal to the spiritual realm and led into the world horrors by the thousands. And worse still, it allowed powerful, malicious entities to gain a foothold in the realm. This included the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, the four ancient eldritch beings who seek to merge the spirit realm with the material plane, transforming the frontier into a literal hell. On July 3rd, 1863, when the portal opened and evils poured through, the realm changed and would forever be known as the Deadlands. Jasper Stone was known as the Deathly Drifter, and he looked the part. He stood a head above six feet, but with a thin, sickly build. His face was gaunt and pale, the skin appearing to have been stretched out over the skull so every edge and curve of the bone could clearly be seen. His onyx black hair was still and unmoving, as dead as the skull it sat upon. Jasper wore a vest and slacks, tattered from the day of his death, and topped it all with a long flowing duster jacket, as black as the night was dark. A pair of revolvers hung by his waist, and a rifle slung across his back. Atop his head rested a top hat, with a lone feather emerging from it. When a horseman picks their chosen minion, their servitor as they would call it, they often choose a tragic soul in their lowest moments and sway them into darkness. Jasper Stone, however, was born into darkness. He grew up on a farm in the care of a drunk, abusive father and a gaggle of tormenting brothers. When he wasn't suffering at the hands of his father, or at least at the back of it, Jasper Stone found an eerie pleasure in torturing farm animals. He started with insects, burning them with a magnifying glass and surgically pulling off their wings and limbs. When a creature of that size could no longer provide him with pleasure, he moved up to cats, dogs, and raccoons. He also found success in mentally tormenting people. Jasper had an annoying habit of pinpointing the trait on a person that they hated the most and took a gleeful pleasure in repeatedly pointing them out. When he was of age, Jasper left the farm and enlisted in the Confederate Army. He quickly proved he was highly skilled in killing. He racked up kill after kill and victory after victory until he was given his own command. His horrors and atrocities not only continued, but expanded with his rise in rank. He would send wave after wave of his own men into battle, caring little if they lived or died. On the rare occasion that they took northern prisoners, Jasper would gruesomely torture them, not for intelligence or strategy, but to satisfy his sick desire for pain and suffering. His darkness was so frightening that his own men eventually turned against him. 
in the Battle of Gettysburg. As he led his platoon into combat, Jasper Stone was shot in the back 13 times by his own men. He died that day, and his platoon buried him in a shallow grave. His body was stiff, cold, and as forgotten as his last name suggested. For most men, this would have been the end. Their story would have been over. Jasper Stone, however, was not most men. As the shaman known as Raven casted his ritual, the magic began to ripple across what would be called the Deadlands. The four horsemen entered the realm, demons followed, and an arcane plague swept across the land, one that caused the dead to rise from their graves and begin to walk the land once more. These undead would be known as the Harrowed, and all of them would instinctively know who of their kind was the first to rise. That was Jasper Stone. horseman known as Death came for Jasper Stone that day, not to reap his soul, but to recruit it. The horseman told the gunslinger that he wanted him to be his servitor, but only if Jasper could pass a test. The gunslinger told the horseman he was interested, but only once Jasper set right the wrongs of his own past. Justice, or whatever passed as such in the twisted mind of Jasper, was coming to the west, and it would start with the soldiers that killed him. Imagine being asleep in a bed, one of the rare occasions that you, as a soldier, have to sleep anywhere that's not a literal hole in the ground. Suddenly, there is a noise that snaps you awake. You look up from your bed to see the form of a frightening man standing above you. At first you think, it's just some horrific nightmare. This man can't be here. You killed that man. You spat on his corpse, and you buried him in the dirt. But as adrenaline stirs you further awake, you realize that this is no nightmare. You reach for the nightstand, hoping to grab the gun that sits atop it, but the figure stabs a knife into your hand. You scream. The pain guarantees that you're awake and now paying full attention. The figure kneels beside you, and in a dark, hollow voice, it whispers your name. It calls you one of the 13 betrayers, and in that moment, you know the undeniable truth. Jasper Stone has returned from the dead, and his face was going to be the last you'd ever see. Once the soldiers were dealt with, Jasper returned home to his farm. He killed his older siblings swiftly and efficiently, paying them little mind before turning his wrath upon his father. The hours from dusk till dawn was spent torturing the man, using every sinister trick Jasper had learned on his travels from insect to man. Then Jasper tied the broken and bruised body of his father to the bed before lighting the farmhouse on fire. His father's screams were the last thing he heard 
as he watched the house burn to the ground. Death joined Jasper as both silently watched the flames consumed what was left of the gunslinger's past. Not a word was spoken between the two until the final embers burned out. Only then did Jasper speak. He said he was ready and asked what his test was. Death simply shook its head. The horror, pain, and suffering Jasper had caused to his platoon, his siblings, and his father far exceeded anything Jasper had already proven himself sinister enough and more than capable to act as Death's servitor. Now it was time for the Deathly Drifter to do what he did best. Now it was time for Jasper to kill. The realm of Deadlands has chronologically splintered several times. In one deviation, Death and Jasper succeeded in bringing a literal hell to the realm. In a second deviation, Jasper was locked in a magical prison, only to be released in an era known as Prohibition. And in a third temporal offshoot? Jasper went to war against the other servitors and found himself flung forward in time to the year 2049. Yet, regardless of what time path Jasper found himself in, his goal was always the same. He was the equalizer. In a world where heroes step up by the dozens to tame and purify the weird west, good was always striving to get stronger. They always sought to take down a powerful demon or eldritch entity. These were bold actions by the side of good, and for every action, there was an equal and opposite reaction. Jasper was that reaction. The Deadlands existed like a mathematical equation. What existed on one side must also exist on the other. When the side of good grew too strong, Jasper was there to balance the scales. He would hunt down the strongest forces of good and wordlessly put a bullet in their skulls. The Deadlands are a scary place. There is vast amount of untamed land, just filled with opportunity for the working man. However, success in this wild frontier comes at the cost of your soul and your humanity. Those who gain the most become a vastly different person by the time they're done. Yet in the cold recess of my soul, where the lies of justice, duty, and mercy give way to pure logic, I find a small comfort knowing that there is balance in that realm. Evil can never overwhelm good. Even in the chronological splinter where hell consumed the Deadlands, heroes rose up in greater numbers than before. Balance. Everybody wishes for good to conquer evil, as do I. But with balance, it means that evil can never prove victorious.
It seems our tea has run out, which means so too has our time. Thank you, adventurer, for joining me in my library. Feel free to join me again for more stories and lore about the darkest villains in the darkest realms. This has been the Dastardly Decimal System, and once again, I am your librarian, Caster Kane. The Dastardly Decimal System can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DD System Podcast. That's Delta Delta System Podcast. Drop us a message and say hi. Vega always loves the attention. This podcast was produced by Midnight Reading Audio, a division of Midnight Reading Publishing. The voice of Caster Kane is Larry Gent. Hi. Music was Dark Trails by Caffeine Creek Brand, pixabay.com, and it was licensed under the Creative Commons. Thank you for joining us, and have a wonderful, wonderful evening.